Hi, everyone. My name is Morgan Dennison. I am a physical education and health education teacher at Centennial Middle School in North Boulder, Colorado. On today's episode of Let Kids Move, I will be discussing a comprehensive school physical activity program, also known as CSPAP. Let Kids Move is a podcast made by and for physical activity leaders who are interested in helping make our schools more active. CSPAP is a multi-component approach by which school districts and schools use all opportunities for students to be physically active and meet the nationally recommended 60 minutes of physical activity each day. In addition, students develop the knowledge, skills, and confidence to be physically active for a lifetime. A CSPAP reflects strong coordination and synergy across all of the components, which include physical education as the foundation, physical activity before, during, and after school, staff involvement, and family and community engagement. Goals of CSPAP include providing a variety of school-based physical activities to enable all students to participate in 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity each day, and to provide coordination among the CSPAP components to maximize understanding, application, and practice of the knowledge and skills learned in physical education. Each component is unique and brings a variety of opportunities for our youth to be active. Physical education is the foundation of CSPAP. As an academic subject, physical education provides students with a planned, sequential, K-12 standards-based program of curriculum and instruction designed to develop motor skills, knowledge, and behaviors for healthy, active living physical fitness, sportsmanship, self-efficacy, and emotional intelligence. Here are some statistics around physical education from across the country. 28 states allow exemptions and waivers, so students do not have to take PE. Only 22 states require schools to allot a specific amount of time for physical education, and only 10 states designate specific funding for professional development in physical education. Meanwhile, only six states require physical education in every grade, and those states are Illinois, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Mississippi, New York, and Vermont. Only three states require schools to provide the nationally recommended 150 or more minutes per week of PE in elementary school. And those states are New Jersey, Louisiana, and Florida. And lastly, only three states require schools to provide the nationally recommended 225 plus minutes per week of PE in high school. And those states are West Virginia, Utah, and Montana. How does your state measure up? Here is eighth grade student Jeremy Arredondo reflecting on his experience in physical education. He focuses quite a bit on the social aspect of PE, but we know as physical educators and physical activity leaders that PE is one of the only classes where we can address the affective needs and learning of students. As your PE teacher for three years, Jeremy, tell me about what you have learned throughout your three years of middle school physical education. 
well, you know, since becoming an eighth grader, you know, you got to respect the sixth graders and seventh graders since they're smaller, I guess. But, um, you know, you do get to meet new faces every year and new friends and just, just, you know, some sixth graders are very competitive and it's really fun to see how a little person like bigger than or smaller than me can be more competitive, I guess. Yeah. So you're in a seventh and eighth grade PE class at the same time that a sixth grade PE class is meeting. So you have this unique opportunity to sort of be a mentor to these sixth graders. Yeah. But what else? Do you remember being in sixth grade and you were so excited to come to PE? And why were you so excited? What was it about PE that you loved so much? Oh, you know, definitely. You know, um, well, I love to be sometimes a center of attention, you know. Oh, always, didn't know. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, I've always tried to do better things than other people. You know, I would always try to catch your eye with stuff that we weren't supposed to do or you didn't assign us to do. The next component of CSBAP I will discuss is physical activity before and after school. Different initiatives and programs address a variety of outcomes for students, which include practice what they have learned in physical education, work toward the nationally recommended 60 minutes of daily physical activity, become more adequately prepared for learning, engage in safe, social, and supervised activities, and identify activities they enjoy and might engage in long-term. This is actually the component I focused on when designing and planning my CSPAP initiative. I developed an eighth grade girls fitness club that met before school on Thursdays. Physical activity before school could look a few different ways. It may be walking or biking or skateboarding to school. It may be going to soccer practice or being a part of a fitness club before school. A lot of our students are involved in club sports, so they have hockey practice or ice skating in the morning. Um, physical activity after school is the more traditional sports, so any of our teams. Um, and again, for our students who are on club teams or who are a part of leagues at our recreation center, that's uh, those experiences may contribute to their 60 minutes of PA every day. Weston Steinberg, seventh grade math teacher and FC Cyclone soccer coach, reflects on the difference he sees in students who participate in his morning soccer practices before school. In addition to providing movement breaks during the block classes, I know that you host soccer practice for the FC Cyclones in the morning sometimes. Do you see a difference in the students who are both on your soccer team and in your math classes um, knowing that they had that movement in the morning before their academic day started? Yeah, I do notice um, better behavior and, and um, the kids are more alert uh, and more engaged, generally speaking. Um, that cohort is uh, a, a lot more pleasant to work with um, throughout the day after a, a morning practice like that. I see. And how about the critical thinking and their ability to stay with one task or one challenging math problem? Do, do they seem like they have more endurance since they've got their heart rate up and they've sort of engaged their brain early? Yeah, I think their performance um, is, is better and uh, they are more focused um, for sure. Weston notes some of the top benefits of physical activity, um, including better behavior. Students are more alert. They're more engaged. They have more endurance. 
uh, their performance is better, and they're more focused. Now we'll hear from our student, Jeremy, and his thoughts on what physical activity in the morning does for him during his school day. Okay, so you participate in the FC Cyclones, which is a school-sponsored soccer team, and I know sometimes you practice in the mornings. Can you reflect a little bit on um, how that has impacted the rest of your school day when you've had practice in the morning, where you're going hard and getting your heart rate up? Well, it impacts more because it's a well, most other mornings I don't have any physical activity. So when we have practice in the morning, I do feel more awake, ready to learn. And like I said, just stay staying positive and less distracting. And, um, you know, yeah. Did you hear that, middle school teachers? If we tire them out, they won't be as distracting and off task. Even an eighth grader understands what physical activity does for him when it comes to being in a classroom and being in school after he exercises. The next CSPAP component I will be discussing is physical activity during school. PA during school includes physical activity in a variety of settings throughout the school day, besides the requisite physical education instructional class. The main ways students can participate in physical activity during the school day are recess, physical activity integrated into classroom lessons, movement breaks in and outside of the classroom, and lunchtime clubs or intramural programs. In education, many of us are data-driven individuals. We must remember that while we observe certain behaviors in our classroom, we need the science and statistics to back up the decisions we make for our students. Among the physical education world, there is a very famous brain scan of a child's brain while sitting for 20 minutes next to a scan of a brain after a 20-minute walk. The scan of the sitting brain is only blue and green. The scan of the moving brain is red, orange, yellow, green, and a little blue, representing the engagement of the brain during and after exercise. As an advocacy tool, I have added the graphic of these two brain scans to the signature of my email. You mentioned the challenges with you know, cognitive performance, attention span, behavior. So you know, when you started to recognize these challenges that you were going to have to endure throughout the 90 minute block classes, what are some choices you made that, you know, you thought would benefit both yourself and your students and the classroom as a whole? So after seeing your signature in your email that has a brain graphic uh, after 20 minutes of exercise, I decided uh, to break up the 90-minute block with a little exercise in the middle. Uh, we take, I take the kids out to the track, or we walk around the campus, and we do a lap or two. And uh, we'll see running and skipping and jogging and playing around, and they sort of relax and take, take a break. Um, but before and after that break, I actually see a lot better focus, a lot better um, – engagement and better behavior from the kids um, because of that break. Oh, interesting. So because they know it's coming, they're able to really give you that chunk of focus both before and then they know it's sort of expected after because they had the break. Yeah, they just seem more willing to uh, pay attention and behave because um, they know they have something to look forward to. 
And it probably helps that you recognize their needs and you're not ignoring that. And you're sort of um, catering to what, to be fair, what all humans and especially seventh graders need. The fourth component of CSPAP is family and community engagement. When families are active together, they spend additional time together and they experience health benefits. Parents, guardians, or other family members can support a CSPAP by participating in evening, morning, or weekend special events, or by serving as physical education or physical activity volunteers. Community involvement allows maximum use of school and community resources and creates a connection between school and community-based physical activity opportunities. These opportunities could look any number of ways. It may be that the physical activity leader invites parents or community members um, who are you know, professionally in the field to teach a yoga or a Zumba class. It may look like a parent play day where the PE teacher invites parents to come in and play with and against their own child. Um, this could look like a newsletter being pushed out with weekly workouts for families to do together. It may be a community hike or a bike ride, how very bolder, um, where the CSPAP committee all attends with their families, um, along with other families from the building. It could look like parents serving as crossing guards. It could be something as simple as a parent commuting to school with their child. I've had many parents tell me they get more information out of their middle school child on the way to and from school than every other time of the day or the month or the year. Um, there are some really neat ways to engage families and community members and to really advocate for um, a CSPAP or a physical activity program. Okay, so thinking about your family and the people you spend time with outside of school, can you tell us a little bit about who, you know, how much and who is exercising and who kind of encourages you to exercise or who you exercise with? Well, yeah, well, like mostly on Saturdays in the morning, we go for a run up in the mountains. And, um, you know, sometimes in the morning you're just very tired and exhausted. But, you know, when you're there, it just makes you happy to see all your family participate in stuff together. And it's just really nice. I love what Jeremy said about how exercising with his family makes him happy because he gets to see his family participating in stuff together. That's what it's all about. If we can engage families and community members and our students, we win. The final component of CSAP is staff wellness. Staff involvement in the CSAP and support for school employee wellness contribute to the overall culture of physical activity at a school. School staff that are committed to good health practices are positive role models for students and may show increased support for student participation in physical activity. Teachers and other staff members can integrate physical activity into classroom academic instruction and movement breaks and support recess, intramurals, and other physical activity offerings. The big idea around CSPAP is that it's not just a physical education teacher's responsibility to get kids moving. We need our kids to be moving before school, in the classroom, in physical education, at recess, in their afternoons, after school, at home, we need them to get moving. And that means that we need to let kids move. 
Thanks for joining me today to talk about a comprehensive school physical activity program. I'm Morgan Dennison. Tune in next week for our second episode of Let Kids Move.